Before we get into this week's episode, we have a quick announcement. The name of this podcast, The Flipside, will be changed to In the Balance starting this week. Let me explain. When it was named earlier this year, we weren't aware of a political website called The Flipside that is a very similar mission to our podcast. We decided that in order to prevent confusion, it would be in the podcast's best interest to change the brand to In the Balance. We'll be gradually making changes to the name and the logo on different platforms over the next few weeks. Now let's get into this week's topic. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court. The 2020 census is just around the corner, and the Trump administration is looking to add one additional question. Is this person a citizen of the United States? A case challenging the citizenship question has been fast-tracked to the Supreme Court. Today in the balance, is a citizenship question in the 2020 census constitutional? Before we examine both sides, let's take a moment to review how we got here. The Trump administration's Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, proposed the additional question in March of 2018. It was almost immediately challenged by 18 states and a number of immigration and civil liberties groups on its constitutionality. Since then, it has been blocked in three lower courts, and the Supreme Court decided to take up the case on February 15th of this year which leaves us where we are today. We'll start with the perspective claiming that the policy is indeed constitutional. We'll hear argument this morning in case 18966, the Department of Commerce versus New York. All the way back on April 24th, the President of the United States tweeted, quote, the American people deserve to know who is in this country. End quote. And this time, the president's remark isn't that radical. The U.S. Census has asked questions about citizenship before. The last time the short-form census included the question was in 1950, and the long form had it from 1970 to 2000. And today, in the 21st century, this information is no less important. Now, it's very likely that many Americans already see the inherent advantage of knowing who in your country is a citizen and who is not. For example, citizenship information is necessary when it comes to enforcing the Voting Rights Act. The Department of Justice needs to know where eligible voters, especially minority eligible voters, live. So they have to be able to distinguish citizens from non-citizens. Right now, we rely on the long-form survey, which covers a fewer amount of households in order to determine to determine and carry out that task. And the citizenship question isn't an anomaly in modern-day politics. In fact, the U.S. is an outlier because they do not include such a question in their census. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh points out as much. The, the United Nations recommends that countries ask a citizenship question on the census, and a number of other countries... Uh, do it. Spain, Germany, Canada, Australia, Ireland, Mexico, ask a citizenship question. The question is, does that international practice, that UN recommendation, that historical practice in the United States affect how we should look at the inclusion of the citizenship question in this case? 
Opponents of the addition will attempt to prove how the question will provide inaccurate or incomplete data, and even to discourage people from answering the census as a whole. First of all, any interference caused by the question would be based on false fears. The Federal Census Act clearly states that you can't reveal individual response data. Information collected by the census can't be used by law enforcement agencies to track down undocumented immigrants or suspects of a crime. In short, if a person lies in their census answer or outright refuses to respond, it is their fault, not the fault of the U.S. government. In addition, these opponents fail to recognize that we are always trading off information and accuracy. With every question that is included in the census, we are sacrificing a portion of our accuracy and weakening the methodology with which we conduct the census. And in this case, the information and data that the U.S. government will now be able to utilize to improve the country will far outweigh any interference caused by it. The Trump administration's last-minute additional question would prevent the census from carrying out its primary duty, counting the number of people living in the United States. Article 1, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution states that, quote, the actual enumeration, a headcount of how many people live in the U.S. and where they live, shall be made every 10 years, in such manner as Congress shall by law direct, end quote. Now, there's nothing about citizenship in this clause, but that comes later. We'll start with who suggested this addition. In early 2017, U.S. Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross wanted to add this question, but he couldn't find a good reason to add it. After shopping it around for a while between different departments asking if they needed this data, he found that nobody actually needed the information that the question would yield. And then he found his rationale. Enforcing the Voting Rights Act. But when Ross proposed the question, his own staff actually advised him against it. The New York Times said that the Commerce Secretary's own staff told him that it would produce unreliable and incomplete data. But now you might be wondering, what does this have to do with the Constitution? Not only has Ross gotten to this point with a question that isn't really necessary to add, but we found that it's also going to disrupt the ability of the census to gather data on actual enumeration. The only goal of the census, actually mandated by the Constitution, is actual enumeration. And we don't even have to speculate as to whether or not this question would interfere with actual with counting the number of people in the United States. We have data on how it would directly affect response rates. The New York Times reports that by the Census Bureau's own nonpartisan analysis, adding a citizenship question to the short form of the survey that will go to every household in America in 2020 could result in an undercount of 6.5 million people, close to the entire population of Indiana and Tennessee. In addition to the countless statistics available, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer explains why the sentence, explains why the citizenship question would be inaccurate and disrupt actual enumeration. Is told by the Census Bureau in three studies that if you ask this question on the regular form, you will get back fewer answers. So then we would expect that there'd be an essential reason for inserting this question, right? But the truth is that we don't need a citizen count. 
Citizenship data isn't needed to enforce the Voting Rights Act or to evaluate or improve immigration policy. No prior administration has ever needed a citizenship question in order to ensure voting rights for minority groups. Instead, the number one priority is the actual enumeration, a headcount, as required by the Constitution. As the Washington Post writes, quote, actual enumeration is critical to the operation of our democracy. A question with no justification that harms the collection of actual enumeration has no place in the 2020 census. That's all that's in the balance today, but one last thing. Multiple sources on both ends of the political spectrum report that the Supreme Court is expected to rule in favor of the question in a partisan 5-4 conservative-liberal split. Thanks for taking the time to listen. In the Balance is available on both Apple and Android devices on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. It always helps us if you would take two minutes to rate and review us on any of those platforms. Behind the scenes, we have Noah Kagi as our music and audio producer. Tabitha Reeves is our social media consultant, and Arlie Peterson is our graphic designer. It's June 22nd. We'll see you next week.